Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I am the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. Another week, dude. Dude, we back. It's good to be back. Um, what's what's a highlight? What's, what's been going on? this past week for you so we when you're listening to this it's a little bit after halloween Mm -hmm. but a highlight was um with our teen leadership team we go to halloween haunt at great america okay nice so you go through the mazes you know and i get dude i get scared mad easily was this your first time there or have you been before no we've made it kind of a tradition where our leadership team goes like every year during during haunt yeah um and we hit six out of seven mazes um, nice which one's the one you missed we missed chaos house oh you, dude. dude i don't like chaos house I, I that was my least favorite when i went like a few weeks ago because the mirrors the, and the strobes you yes. literally get lost yeah I it's had not to, fun it's not fun at all it gives you headache and yeah that's the but the thing is when we went sorry i'm not gonna interrupt you no, no, no go for it please so when we went we we got to the front of the line and then they stopped us, right? Because apparently something happened. And so oh, that's, mm-hmm. and so it was like 30 minutes until closing. And so we had one more maze left other than that one. We had one more to go. Actually, two. I think two more to go. Um, and then, yeah, Rob was with me. He's like, yep, it was two. And so they stopped us in the front. And they're like, yeah, we'll be up and running in five minutes. Dude, literally 15 minutes passed. 15 to 20 minutes passed. And no one's doing anything, right? Like, I'm, no one's like keeping us updated or anything like that. So we were kind of getting like a- antsy. Um, and we, when we finally went in, we were the first ones in after a long break. Ooh. Right. And so we're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrifying. This is going to be scary. Literally three people in there. Oh. So we waited for mm. like ever That's just not to be scared and just to get a headache with the all the strobe lights. But yeah. Well, I think cause so we went November 1st, which is after like all the. Like after Halloween, obviously, yeah. and so I think half the cast like just quits <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of a lot of the mazes were like that. Like people just weren't there. Granted, there was no lines on like any of them, mm. so we got to see all the mazes, but they weren't as scary. But Tooth Fairy was something else. Tooth Fairy was was creepy. Dude. Ooh, dude, they, like it was like sinister, like scary because like they're giggles and they just like stare into yes. your soul and like. Sometimes I'm like going through the maze and I'm like looking at them and I can't break eye contact. Like I want to, but I just can't stop staring at them. And then they're looking into my soul and I'm like, I'm going to die right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was really, really fun. Um, It's always a good time with our teens. um, And it's just a fun way for us to bond, you know, hang out together. How many teens did you bring? Um, We, our leadership team is five teens. Um, One couldn't make it. So there's four plus me so um, it's, okay so it was five of you all together. yeah and then we so went to, everyone had like a partner everyone had a partner <laughs> just like oh you had your your scare buddy exactly <laughs> did you guys take turns on who to go first well line? we kind of figured out one of our teens was just like he doesn't get scared very easily and so we're like okay you go first oh. like you go first and like he just set the pace really well he would just like look at something like oh that's interesting. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, it worked out the best because the rest of us were really scared. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. And then we went to Denny's at 1 a.m., mm. also a time and a half. American classic. Dude, obviously. You, I mean, <laughs> you can't go to Denny's before midnight. That's you true. You just can't. You just can't. It's like, why? <laughs> um, but what about you? What was your week like? Um, actually, my 
my week's been pretty good. I think my highlight for this past week was on Saturday. Um, oh, I went yes. to San Francisco with a group of uh, group of buddies, group of friends, a group of yams, a group of yams. Yes, some young adults <laughs> um, in our diocese, and uh, we went to it, the coffee festival in San okay, Francisco. Okay. Yeah. So we heard about it a few months ago. I think John Kellett, who is the past um, person. Past guest, guest on our podcast, he he mentioned it to us that he was thinking of going. That he invited us, and we're like, sure, that sounds awesome. Are I, you are you a big coffee fan? I love coffee. Oh, you do? I do. I do, I used to not, but I just love it so much. I I always go. I used to um always get like the sweet drinks. You know, mm-hmm. Starbucks was is right next to the yeah, pair, your so. gateway drugs exactly frappuccino. So, yeah, those frappuccino. Oh my goodness! As a teen, the fraps would be like to die for right i I mean it's a dessert (laughs) it is now is it like as i got older when i drink the frap i'm like dude this is so much sugar i mean i still have the fraps but it's okay (laughs) no i mean don't get me wrong fraps are a freaking fire bro (laughs) (laughs) they're so good um but i I find myself now drinking more cold brews like just straight up black coffee fancy fancy you know (laughs) when you entered the festival there was a bunch of stalls and there were different vendors of um from all over, kind of, I think the world, but I want to say safely the Bay Area, um, and yeah, dude, you just walk through, and they just give you like cups of their specialty coffee. Maybe they'll make like a cappuccino or like a latte for you, but you could also try their just their coffee straight up, and it was so crazy because I never felt that energy from from coffee. Mm. Um, because you know how people get very jittery and people get very like hyper. So you don't? I, I don't usually. Like it'll help oh, me stay okay. up, but it'll get. I need a lot in order to get to that point. But dude, we went through half of it, and I was wired. It was um, it was great coffee, but even greater company. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Do you want to um start us off and lead us in prayer? Yeah, I would love to lead us in prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Gracious God, we we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for the opportunity to be in conversation with one another. We know that where two or more are gathered, you are present, Lord, and that you are present in this podcast. Prevent us from being self-focused. Prevent us from being focused on us getting the glory. May we only be focused on you receiving glory, Lord. May all that we do and all that we say, everything that our guests say, the words that we speak, Bring glory to you, Lord. May everything that we do serve you, Lord, and bring goodness to this world. This world can feel dark. This world can feel heavy at times. We know that with you, our burdens are lessened. The things that weigh heavily on us are made light. May we continue to glorify you. May we continue to serve you in the best way we know how, with every word we speak, with every action that we do. We love you and we thank you for the opportunity to be in community and to be in true fellowship and to get to know you better, Lord, as we continue this ministry. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Anna. Our guests this week were a couple of our coordinators for a retreat that we did a few weeks ago now. Um, So we thought it'd be really special to have those participants help kick off this podcast. So take it away, guys.
and we're back with episode seven. Episode seven, we in this. So exciting. Dude, I'm stoked for our guest tonight. I am too. We have, I think this is the first time that we have two guests. We, this is the first time we've had two guests together, just the two of them. I mean, we had the Saints in the City, obviously. That's right. Um, but two guests, I think, that are partners in crime in ministry. Yes, that's that's perfect yes really great way to describe them i think um so without further ado we have yeah. elgin pressa and katrina antonio hey guys Hi. yo thank you guys for being here thank you for having us it's it's actually like fame like in real life is finally getting to see you guys in your your realm it's, yeah, so cool. yeah. it's a little guy. surreal what's this guy talking about <laughs> no we appreciate the love we appreciate the support just to intro our guests a little bit uh elgin and katrina are the confirmation coordinators at saint lawrence the martyr in santa clara california um they've been the confirmation coordinators there for four years correct four years i believe so yeah does it feel Ooh. like four years no <laughs> Did feels it feels like 10. Yeah, like <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, it fast by so fast. But Has no, ministry no. aged you quickly? Oh, yeah. Look at all I the found, white hair. I like, found a white hair like earlier <laughs> this year. I you swear. No, I'm it's not. Legit. Yeah. Earlier and it's not year. my first. I think I got my first white hair our first year as coordinators. Oh, yeah. And I freaked out. I was like, I'm 21. Like, what? what is then this? I finally get to say, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you guys have been working together for four years now. How did you guys meet? We met through the program, actually. Yeah, we became, like, leaders the same year. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it started, like, has it been ten years already? No, we're on our ninth. Ninth year. Yeah. Ninth so year that you guys have been friends? And I, leaders yeah. in the program, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Wait, so what are the four years? Coordinators. Oh, officially yes. coordinate. I see. Yeah. I see. But yeah. we've been volunteering <laughs> with St. Lawrence for the last nine years. Well, oh, well, in you. The, yeah, in the confirmation program for the past nine years. Yeah. yeah. So you guys were candidates in the program first? And then Not you... together. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, did, when did you both get confirmed? <sighs> Do you remember? It's okay I if you was don't. 20. Oh, when did I graduate? You're old. No, I was going to say. You were 20 when you graduated? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> high school? I graduated high school 2014. So then. Minus four, 2010. I was confirmed. No, 2011. I was confirmed in 2011. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was confirmed in 2008, but I was called back to ministry 2010. Oh. And what caused what, what called no, you back? Not oh, no, this is wrong. 2011. Yes, 2011. Sorry. You were called back <laughs> to ministry in 2011. Yes. And so what called you back from 2008 to 2011? A phone call. Literally, Literally, a phone call. Yeah. A literal from phone the, call. From the minister, youth minister or the... <laughs> so the confirmation coordinator at the time was Elizabeth Soundville. Okay. Shout out to Elizabeth. She's, Hi. She's Elizabeth. like our mom, god mom. Uh, but she was in charge of the confirmation program. And then uh, Kuyamiki, one of the adult leaders, was moving to LA and was like, Hey, Jen, you want to go like be a leader? And I'm like, uh, it's been a while, but sure. <laughs> okay. But, and then, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, how did you two become friends? That's mm. a funny story. Where did you first meet? Yeah. Uh, we were, yeah. So the first year that I started volunteering at the confirmation program as a leader is the same year that Elgin came back. That's right. Um, oh, and okay, okay. You know how like Elgin's like literally the nicest guy ever? Literally the nicest, like most yeah. kind, intentional, and patient. RT, <laughs> RT. <laughs> 
That means retweet, guys. <laughs> oh. Kevin doesn't have a Twitter, but he picked that up. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But Elgin, um, we exchanged numbers, and, like, he would check up on me every once in a while. Um, yeah. And by every once in a while, I mean every single day for <laughs> a couple weeks. And I was kind of freaked out by it. <laughs> I'm just a friendly person. Don't judge. Like, why is he being so nice? Literally. And like, I, I don't like getting super close to people right off the bat. So mm. it kind of freaked me out. Um, but his he continued to like persist to claw his way into my life. That's awesome. Wow. So awesome. you guys were des- <laughs> destined to be friends from the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. She's like my little sister, so it's like fun to pick on her. Oh, yeah. I can't like I can't imagine life without Elgin now, both in ministry and out of ministry. Aww. That's so sweet. Mm. And Elgin, you just to make it clear for our listeners. Yes, <laughs> you are not dating. No, <laughs> because I bring this up because when I first met you both, you both came up to myself and, and Jenny and we immediately just naturally thought that you two were together. Um, so when we found Together out in that, ministry. yeah, <laughs> but when we found out, we were, yeah, I was flabbergasted. We get that a lot. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I mean, you guys spent a lot of time together and I mean, joined at the hip in ministry. So it kind of makes sense. Just yeah. like how you guys are picking up your own like mannerisms in each other. You just become uh, one another. Someone listens to the puck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elgin, you are engaged. I am engaged. Yay! Uh, yeah, no. Uh, as of December of twenty, what year is this? Twenty eighteen. Uh, I am engaged to Camille Santos. Aww. So shout out to my love. And how long have you been um, courting? Oh, courting. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I, that's my kind of term. Uh, let's see. We started dating in two thousand and eight. So it's been 11 years. Wow. That's amazing. And may I ask, I I don't know if this is diving too deep too early, but may I ask, after 11 years, what made you realize, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pop the question. Besides Mm. everyone saying it's about time. um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that that could be a factor. (laughs) I just felt like I was uh, slowly growing into like the man that I want to be. And like Mm. uh, in my faith, I'm still like journeying and I'm still learning, but like career wise with school, like I just felt called like, okay, you know what? This to start 2019 off right, I, I let's give this a shot. And in your relationship, did you did was God a factor? Was your faith a factor? Did it hands down. Like really? uh this was definitely something I had to pray on just because it's just difficult, just because there's so many things in like society, like on Facebook we see all of our friends getting like engaged, having mm. kids mm. and yeah. I get the nudges and it's like, Hey, when are you gonna be like getting <laughs> when engaged? When is it your turn? And, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sure like just like every cycle is like, Oh, when are you gonna have kids and all that stuff? But uh I had to pray on it for a good amount of time, uh and then eventually like just went through the process and and bought the ring, scoped <laughs> out Monterey so that I could propose to her and uh made a whole tiring long day out of it. Uh, for th- you or for her <laughs> <Both>. <laughs> i think that's awesome that you took the time to discern and pray about it even when you were being pressured by others like oh when are you gonna do it? you gotta do it now like it's been this many this much this many years or everything yeah. but like you did it on your time and on god's time and i think that's what's really important mm-hmm. yeah and like the time when it started feeling real was when i started asking her siblings like her brother and her sister i was like a, uh, I, I know you're probably sure about this, but I'm going to ask uh, your sister to marry me like soon. And then How asking. Did she react? Oh, they cried. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, 
Hold it back. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry. And then my, or not my mom, her mom, uh, I asked her and that was like fairly challenging. So I asked her mom and her mom gave me the biggest hug ever, tears of joy. And she's like, these aren't sad tears. I promise they're not sad tears. And then eventually, uh, I went to gate of heaven in, is it Los Altos? Mm-hmm. And I ended up uh, asking her dad over there too and said a couple of prayers while I was out there. Wow. Aww. Dude, that is so sweet. That's amazing. So we want to dive into you guys' stories, um, kind of hear from both of you, and then obviously how your stories have collided in ministry. Um, where did you guys first, like, you know, find your faith? Where did you first find Christ? And what made you want to pursue ministry? Um, so... I was a cradle Catholic, as I know you guys have brought up, you were in earlier podcast, mm. um, was, yeah, went to Catholic school all my life, went to St. Lawrence, actually, all my life. Really? Okay. Yeah. St. Lawrence, born and raised. Yep. For those who can't see us, because it's a podcast, you know, in case you weren't aware, um, she's wearing, actually, a St. Lawrence Academy sweatshirt she right is. now. A Decathlon 2009 sweatshirt. Wow. Very nerdy sweatshirt. The nerdiest Were you sweatshirt I have. I was. Oh my gosh, she's wow. hella nerdy. Shout out to the nerds. <laughs> That's awesome. I specialize in fine arts. <laughs> you were there? Really? At Midi or Bellarmine? Midi. Were Wait, you in what, Decathlon? What was your topic oh oh that's awesome so yeah you were going to st lawrence grew up in yeah i was in like children's choir was an altar server and i was doing i was serving at church really without meaning just because my family was super involved Mm. um and then it wasn't until i got confirmed and we had adoration on my confirmation retreat that i experienced god and i was like whoa this okay. is real. Okay, so what was that like? What was different on that confirmation retreat? Um, it was adoration. <laughs> so you know how you know how in adoration, um, it's just the tone of everything, like the music, the candles, and just knowing that you're in God's presence. Mm-hmm. And they told us to close our eyes and open our hands um, on our laps. Mm-hmm. And so I was just sitting there, and I was. I was just listening to the songs and then I was overcome with this feeling of warmth, but it was more than a feeling like it transcended a feeling. It transcended human capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew, I knew it wasn't just me. It was something so great that I, I knew it wasn't something that I was just capable of. It was God. It had to be God. Yeah, it was. And so I was like, why would I not spend the rest of my life chasing this feeling and making sure other people experience this? Yes, dude. Amen. Okay. So that sold me. My first adoration, like, got me. Yo, love that, dude. So Elgin, what was, what was your experience like growing up in the church? Or Uh, did you grow up in the church? Yeah, no. uh, So... Growing up, my parents both are Catholic, so I grew up Catholic, but not like Katrina did. Katrina had the whole private school and like K through 12 and like yeah. a Catholic school. For myself, I went public school system. Every once mm. in a while, it's like, oh, you got to do your CCD. Let's go uh, get your first communion over at Our Lady. And then mm-hmm. it fades. It comes and goes. Mm. And then uh, confirmations kind of what did it for me. Uh, going into adoration for the first time as well i guess we are related <laughs> <laughs> but, uh 
uh, but for, not the same adoration. No, not no. the same adoration. <laughs> but uh, when I first went into adoration, I felt the uh, same exact the same thing. Jesus, though. same God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was a little late, but I was like, oh wait, no, that's what I was thinking until like, oh, it's too late to say it. <laughs> Please continue. Oh yeah, no, but uh, adoration for the first time. But I'll I'll share it more later. And yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Little. Little keep it little teaser for later. I wonder what's <laughs> happening later. I wonder, guys, what's gonna happen. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you guys get involved in ministry in the capacity that you're involved now, being confirmation coordinators? Also, for people who don't know what you guys do, um, what exactly does that look like? What are your responsibilities? What does that entail? Uh, I guess I'll tackle how we ended up where we're at right now. Yeah. Because that's a funny story. So Elgin, Elgin and I were leaders, like we said, in the confirmation program. Um, and Elizabeth Sandville was in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really sneaky about how she went about this. She would slowly give us more responsibilities. Um, so like on retreat, you're going to lead this talk or at session, session you're going to lead this. Group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Without you kind of realizing what she was doing. Yeah. We just you. thought it would help lighten the load because she takes on everything like mm. admin work, uh, small group discussions. Retreat like, planning, yeah. everything. So we thought if we could take one little thing to just like ease the load, like maybe that would help. Yeah. And then it slowly became her saying, okay, you could take this one session, this whole session. Um, and then she sat us down at this she takes us out for food so we always bond over food Love mm-hmm. food. and she invited us to go to the sushi restaurant in cupertino i forgot what it was called during. i can't remember it's sad <laughs> and we sat down we're eating and we finished the meal and she goes so i just want to tell you guys that this is my last year as confirmation coordinator oh. and i just bawled over like our sushi i didn't hear what i didn't hear whatever she said after do you No, know? i went blank Everything <laughs> was just like oh well, what's going to happen to the program kind of thing. And yeah. yeah. And then she said, well, I would hope that we would step up. Yeah. If wow. we feel called to. Yeah. Oh and gosh. so we prayed, we prayed on it for a little bit. Um, and then we just felt that this is where God was calling us. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So she was, would you see that? Would you say that she was your Paul in, in your oh. ministry? So, so your Paul's that, that, like what we talked about in our last episode, someone that served as a mentor to both of you guys, and maybe she saw you guys as her Timothys. Brought definitely. you along in the Yeah, faith. most definitely. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Can't ever eat at that sushi restaurant again, oh. but yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but if ever we step down, you know, maybe that'll be the place to go to. <laughs> if we could ever remember the name. So how was that discernment process? Because you got, the call was presented to you mm-hmm. in a sort of, here's a proposition, do you accept how did you discern whether or not you felt called to do it? For us, I don't know. I just, it was big shoes to fill. Like, mm. they're massive shoes. We're just like, we could do little bits and pieces, but I don't think we could do what Elizabeth does just because she was someone we always looked up to. She always looked out to it, looked out for us, and she always, like, fed us. And mm. for her to, like, give us the opportunity to fill the role of confirmation coordinators was something that we weren't sure of like entirely. So definitely had to pray over. I don't even remember how long it took us. It took us a couple months. Um, and I remember because it was a couple months of just people saying, Oh, you guys should do it. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of other people had faith in us, but we, we ourselves were questioning whether we were fit to fill Elizabeth's shoes. Like yeah. he said, 
But um, I think, I think it was also the fact of knowing that if we didn't lead the program, that it would be someone outside of the church, outside of our parish, mm-hmm. who wouldn't really know how we ran everything. And Elizabeth poured out, poured in so much time and training us and making sure we knew the ins and outs of even like legal paperwork and all that stuff. So um, you just said like, yeah. And ultimately, yeah, ultimately, I think we did it for our leaders, uh, mm. for our, yeah, for yeah. our teens, our young adults. Yeah. We grew as a family. We grew so close together, always hanging out, eating as well, and just became, becoming, like, so close made us, like, I don't know, what like, I that, commu- that yeah. community, that community yeah. is what did it for you. Yeah. How, may I ask how many people were in your, your program at the time? Do you when, when we stepped up, mm-hmm. uh, 65. Wow. Give, give or take. We started putting a cap, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of souls in your guys' responsibility. Can, you, can I just say how inspiring it is to hear that you were asked and you know so many people believe in you guys, but mm. you still felt that unworthiness. And um, I, I can attest that that's naturally what a servant's heart is. Well, we have a chosen that God doesn't choose. Oh, God doesn't. Call the qualified. qualified. He qualifies qualifies the called. One more time for the people in the back. God doesn't call the qualified. He He qualifies qualifies the called. called. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think to uh, like to add on to what Kevin said, I think it speaks to your guys' humble spirits. um, To not be like, oh yeah, this will be great for me. To be like, to take the time to pray and discern, and to like look at it in a way, this is what's best for the community. Mm -hmm. And I know that. If, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you were in college at the time, right, Katrina? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. that's a lot to take yeah. on as a college student. You were in classes as well, right? Yeah, so I was in the nursing program still, yeah. Yeah, there was a point where we were both in school, both working and doing this. So it was, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God, that's amazing. That is wild to me because I feel like that is such a sacrifice to, to be able to not only be in school, be working, but to, like, also doing ministry full time like did it ever feel like too much did you ever feel that stress and that that those moments where you're like why am i still doing this why should i still do this and if you did what made you continue, continue and pus- pursue on yeah i think we go through phases where we yeah. just go through these hills and valleys of oh this is amazing and then next thing you know it's like why are we here <laughs> so do do the hills overcome the valleys do the hills overshadow the valleys yeah, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Wow. I think it's when it's um I think it's when it's just Elgin and I when we're stressing about things that only concern that our team doesn't necessarily see or the candidates don't see mm-hmm. like the behind the scenes stuff that those are our or at least for me, like our lows because we're stressed out. But when we see our community come together, our leaders step up, how how gracious they are with their time because they're all volunteers also um and just seeing all of their hard work pay off and like um impacting our candidates that's those are our highs that's when we say this is why we do what we do this is what makes it worth it that's right yeah and i i do want to clarify just to maybe make the conversation a little more clear is that elgin and katrina are both volunteers which means they are both working full-time and doing ministry not getting paid no no monetary no yeah no monetary value technically in it for them how do you guys how do you guys reconcile that with all the countless hours you put in i mean 
not that obviously I don't <laughs> I don't think Kevin or I like yes we are paid youth ministers I don't think either of us do it for the money that's not why you yeah. get into ministry oh, um yeah. but obviously it makes it a little more tough when you're spending countless hours and you also have to go to work and you also have to do things to pay the bills to to get by yeah it just makes it challenging just because like I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm just making sure that all taken care of and then when you go home it's texting katrina calling katrina facetiming katrina saying like hey do we have session this sunday and Mm. planning that out yes um that's not to say that either what we do is less than what you do or that your motivation is any less than why we do our thing i think we both have the same goal of trying to bring the youth to god Mm. um whether you know just whether we're paid staff or not it's just I think Elgin and I try to keep up to the level that, to the standard that you guys set. Because obviously, no, really, because obviously you guys are able to like pour your days into, you know, a lot more effort. And I feel like Elgin and I are just trying to keep up with the standard that you set by putting in extra hours at night to like, yeah. Thank you for that. But I think Anna and I would agree that it's people like you that do it just to like, just strictly for the mission of bringing souls to Christ and not having those other extra benefits that come along with an official paid job. you It's literally that that inspires us to keep doing what we're doing. Because sometimes even in our positions, I, I can attest that it's, it's hard. You know, it gets difficult and we start to wonder why. I mean, for myself, I start to wonder, okay, it's been like 10 years now. Why am I still... Why am I still in this? But then when I see people like you guys, you know, you guys inspire me so much because you work so hard mm-hmm. on top of everything else that you're doing um, because and but we still all are on the same mission. So if you guys can do it, I sure I, I don't have any excuse. You well, know what that, I, mean? I was going to say, like echo exactly what you said, because to speak in the way that we've worked together, um, we, we, we said this earlier, we've done this fall retreat together, um, Katrina, Elgin, myself. This is our fourth yeah. one together, and then all th- all three of our parishes, in addition to other parishes, have done it three years together. Yeah. And I remember, like, even just this last one, like, when we're planning and getting things done, like, Katrina and Elgin are more on top of it than any other parish, yes. and the rest of us are paid youth ministers. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Exactly. They'd be asking us, like, hey, guys, what's up with this? Or like, have you coordinating t- all Yeah, have you session outlines or things? And, like... I know that, like, obviously when you're planning a retreat, like, that stuff gets, like, really difficult to stay on top of everything, but, like, I thank God for Elgin and Katrina because they held us accountable in a lot of ways. I mean, I texted Elgin this in particular after the retreat, is that, like, I think he really functioned as the glue to, mm. to hold us together. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and Definitely. I, I mean, in my, in my actual specific words, I said he really functioned as a glue as the chichiokos have in the past on the retreat and like oh, yeah. really centering us and bringing us back to christ and i i mean now we're just all gassing each other up but for real you guys <laughs> you guys have inspired us um really? to really concentrate and focus on what our overall mission is is to bring teens to christ and whether you're paid whether you're not like that is our mission that is our goal and like we are all on this team together exactly mm-hmm. like heading in the same direction we're all going to heaven like let's do it let's <laughs> go <laughs> we're not just climbing that we're not climbing on our own we're bringing people yes like, Come on, we're let's running go. and grabbing exactly. everyone <laughs> bringing them with us so in these past four years that you guys have been confirmation coordinators 
what are some words of wisdom? What are some things that you guys have learned along the way that you think would benefit maybe some other ministers out there um, that are that are in, working in the vineyard? I think my words of advice are not to lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing. Okay. I tend to do that. That that tends to be my fault. I tend to focus on the more stressful logistic parts of it. And I'll forget that um, at the end of the day, as long as everything works out, as long as our teens and our leaders get out of this, what they're meant to, and mm-hmm. they feel closer to God, then our job is done. And I, I just feel like I'm the, the op- or not opposite, but uh, I res- what is that word? compliment yes i compliment that because i'm the complete opposite Mm -hmm. because if i were to lead uh the program would fall apart because there are no logistics there are no like (laughs) session outlines (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're like we're yin and yang i feel in in ministry like i i could not do this program without elgin that's awesome Katrina, may I ask when when you do lose sight? Because you said that you do lose sight of mm. the mission sometimes. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you, that you come back? What are some ways that you center yourself and you, you remind, yourself remind yourself of your why? Exactly. Uh, it tends it tends to be Elgin, to be honest with really? you. Yeah, um, because I'll be I'll be venting to him, or he'll see it in my face. I make a face right before I'm about to cry. <laughs> and like Elgin knows it. Like even before it the look fully sets on my face, he knows it and he'll be like, Go step outside or like something and he'll know that I need to take a break and he knows exactly what I need to hear. Mm. Um and he knows that I need to be reminded of our mission. Um, yeah, and then he like centers me. Oh, dude. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool about your guys' relationship and your relationship as ministries. Like we talked earlier, earlier about having your Pauls and your Timothys and mm. your Pauls is someone who's leading you in ministry. Your and mentors. your Timothys are your mentees, the yeah. ones that you're leading. But I think you guys are each other's Barnabas, the ones that yeah. you're walking alongside. And it's, oh, dude, that's so cool to see the way you guys complement each other. It makes you stronger, like together to work in ministry in that way. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Working on receiving compliments still. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, I just want to say like, it's been such a joy to do fall retreat together as, as this team. Most definitely. I mean, we always get really sad after fall retreat cause we're like, Oh, yeah. we're going to miss seeing like our friends. And like, I mean, cause we, we're planning this together and we're seeing each other all the time. Um, and I think, this one in particular might have been a little tough yeah. um, before retreat. I think we were all struggling in our own ways, um, maybe oh. feeling isolated in those struggles. A lot of spiritual warfare. There was a lot of spiritual Definitely. warfare going on. And I know we talked about like the Thursday before we left on retreat, how, I mean, this sounds bad, but I'm just going to be honest and be transparent. Go is ahead. Some of us, myself included, like we weren't excited. And I think yeah. because yeah. it's easy when you're working in ministry and doing ministry to get caught up in the logistics, um, to get caught up in the logistics and just like caught up in the details of everything that needs to get done. And then you, mm. you forget why you do what you do. Yeah. And I think what was cool about working with this team is that when we truly came together, shared our struggles, we weren't isolating our struggles anymore. We could remind each other of our whys. Yeah. Agreed. We would get like, we would text each other affirmations and yeah, and yeah. long just reminders of why you know why we're we're on this team for a reason you know we mm-hmm. weren't on this put put god didn't put us on this team on accident 
you know, he knew that all of us would complement each other. Yeah, and that in working together, that all of us working together is what the teens that were on that retreat needed. Yeah. Which is like crazy to me. Yeah. Like that this was all orchestrated by Christ. And what was funny was we were each feeling isolated, but it wasn't until our last meeting that Anna brought it up and just put it on the table and was just like, okay, guys, like, I just want to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm stressed out. How are you guys feeling? And then I cried. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't think any of us realized that everyone else was feeling the exact same way. So um, at least we were stressed out together. You know, yeah, as opposed to like separately. And I think that's such a testament to how important community is yeah. when you are in ministry or when you are on your faith journeys, being in community with one another is the, the evil one doesn't want us in community. And I no. know Kevin and I have had conversations about this is that the evil one wants us to be separate, wants us to be isolated, isolated yeah. in our struggles and be like, no, 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 you're alone. You, you are full of fear. You're, you're not full worthy. of doubt. Yeah. You're unworthy. You shouldn't be in this community. But God's like, no, I have made this community for you. I have orchestrated this community so that you, you bring my teens to me, you bring my children to me and they get to know me and you guys get to know me better. Like, <laughs> dude, like I just feel so incredibly blessed that, we've met each other through ministry. But no, no, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. Very thankful. And, and then Kevin way. firing us up Thursday night, like <sighs> the way you ended everything, I was, oh. <laughs> I was like, what, what is that? No. But the way you fired us up, like I, I did go into retreat like on Friday, like super fired up, super juiced because of what you shared with us. And mm -hmm. it was the truth. And that's what God wanted us to, wanted us to hear. Thanks, brother. For those of you that weren't on our team. <laughs> Agreed. You want to um, share? Uh, so we were talking exactly what we were talking about today about how the evil one wants us to, to be isolated, to be separated, um, but how God calls us to be in community, that when one that we're one body. We're one body through Christ. Mm -hmm. And that when one part of our body is suffering, it's not like the other parts of our body would be like, oh, that sucks for you. No, our whole it affects us all, right? So if we see a brother or sister suffering, um, that affects me. You know, that affects us. Mm -hmm. And we have to call by our baptism to, to be there for each other, to be, you know. Be your brother's keeper. Exactly. We're all sharing our struggles and every all our doubts leading up to the retreat. Um, and it just made me think of this quote because I thought about, you know, I saw, I think I told the team that I see everyone around the table as a pencil and like sharp, really sharp pencils. And that throughout these past few weeks that we've been going through these doubts, these struggles that we've just been being sharpened, right? We're mm, that, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't have Easter Sunday without good Friday, right? You have to go through suffering in order to bring out glory. Right. And so I told them that mother Teresa said, I'm a little pencil in the hands of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. Right. And so I was like, you got, we're all just pencils guys. We're all just pencils, right? Love letters. I'm a number two. And Anna was hella crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally cried after everyone spoke. It's fine. <laughs> so earlier we talked about hills and valleys and how obviously because you're still doing this, the hills have outweighed the valleys. Um, have you ever felt yourself faced with a valley that was just uh, a huge struggle where you're like, maybe I can't do this. Maybe it's too much for me, especially, again, like you guys are working full time and volunteering in ministry has there been a moment where it was it felt like it was just too much I think I tend to get that that feeling of um being overwhelmed more than Elgin is, is mm. that yeah yeah <laughs> I, I feel that yeah, yeah I tend to 
I tend to want to give up, I guess. Um, this is now the second year, third year that I've said this will be our last year. Mm. <laughs> um, we weren't supposed to go on for as long as we have so far. We, after the second year, I was kind of like, okay, like someone else can take the reins. Um, I don't feel qualified. We have a really big Hispanic community at mm-hmm. St. Lawrence, and my Spanish is so basic. they The parents have laughed at me. It's so basic. But they understand her. I was going to say, at least you're trying, though. I feel like that means a lot. <laughs> I guess. But I just, I felt underqualified, and I felt like someone else who could be fluently bilingual could do the program a lot more justice. Mm-hmm. And so I told Elgin that I wanted to step down. And then Elgin was like, well, okay, if you're going to step down, I'm going to step down. Um, and then we ended up coming back another year and then I said, okay, this is it. This is too much. It was the year I was graduating. It was the year Elgin was, um, getting ready to propose to Camille and it was just a lot going on. And I said, there's no way we have enough room on our plates for this. And I said, this is our last year and we're back again this year. (laughs) Um, so I've, I've learned that it's not what I have planned. It's what God has planned for us. And so, um, Going into this next year, it could be our last year. It could not. I've like I've learned to just surrender it and mm-hmm. say, God, wherever you want us, we'll be there. Amen. I love that. It's it's trusting in God's timing, and I I hear in your voice the surrendering of it's not your will, it's His. Mm-hmm. And like Kev said earlier, I think it's a testament to your guys' servant hearts. So, have you guys ever had a c- clear sign from God saying, you know, whether or not to continue? Oh, you could share a primo story. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So last October retreat, um, the coordinators were staying up late, and we were talking about the weekend so far, and then we brought up whether this would be um, our last year or not because Elgin and I, again, felt like we weren't going to continue for the next year. And both of you, Kevin and Nana, shared that you were sad um, because – of course, we've become a family and we want to continue serving together. Mm. Um, and then we went to sleep and Primo was not in the room. And then the next morning, Primo came up to Elgin and I and he pulled us aside and he said, are you thinking of leaving um, the ministry? And I went, what? <laughs> How, there's no way. There's no way Primo could have known that. No, because he I, wasn't in the room. And then I hadn't. I've never brought it up. I I've never said you it came up to You came up to me and you're like, did you tell did you talk to Primo at all this yeah. morning? And yeah. I said, no, I haven't even seen him this morning. Yeah, yeah. So he said, are you leaving ministry? Without any way of him being able to know that. And I wow. said, what? Why? What makes you say that? And he said, I had a dream. Jesus came to me and said, keep Elgin and Katrina in my ministry. Have them continue doing my work. And oh. just goosebumps all over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He wasn't in the room. Wasn't no. in the room. He didn't hear that you guys were doubt. You haven't talked to him prior to the retreat. No, that no. He sleeps in a separate area, too. So it's like. There's no way he could have, like, overheard through yeah. the walls. No. Yeah. Wow. So Jesus came and told him and used him to tell you guys to stay in the ministry. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that. Jesus used someone else to tell mm. us and didn't come directly to us because like I said earlier, I think Jesus knows that Elgin and I were stronger in a community. We're stronger with other people. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy that he used someone else from our community to bring us back and rein us back in. That's awesome. Well, we just want to thank you guys for sharing your stories with us. Yeah. 
Um, I've been really inspired by you guys' humble spirits and your ability to continue to answer God's call as hard as it gets, as much of a struggle as it has been at times. I think mm-hmm. you guys have really been open to hearing God's will for your life and following that will. I definitely think so too. And like I said before, you guys really serve as inspirations to, to ministers like us um, and just hearing your guys' story and in, in, in depth of what you guys have been through and what you guys are passionate about and clearly just you're passion driven you know in this mm-hmm. ministry you're not monetary driven you're not you know anything else you're it's literally just your passion for the the youth and for christ um and so thank you for all that you do um and we'll continue to pray for you i hope our listeners will continue to pray for you both um i know you guys are in different points in your life you, you're moving up in in your jobs or in your vocations um and we just pray that you guys keep surrendering to god's time um, and knowing when to, you know, what to do next. And um, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been such a joy to to share in this ministry in mm. the, the past few years. And we are completely honored, to, seriously, to have you on as guests. Like when mm. Kevin came up to me with the idea of having both of you guys on together, I was like, dude, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, no, like, no doubt. We're like, yeah, we're like, yeah, yes, we have to do sense. that. <laughs> Yeah, and so we've we really grown as a family, whether it's four years knowing each other or three years, um, and we just want to say we love you guys so much. Yeah, um, and we we, I don't too. know where our lives would be without absolutely, you in it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, as you guys know, we tend to conclude our podcast with hearing a testimony, um, but we have a little special special segment this week do you want to introduce it kev yeah one of our our guests elgin has a charism for spoken word poetry let's go Um, and so i think he's prepared something for us to end our podcast this this week i'm going to do spoken word last time i tried this was october retreat so this is my faith journey my journey like others has been rocked in a cradle but I learned our faith is more than just a fable. When I was young, I would just go through the motions. I thought I understood our faith, but what I knew was just the tip of an iceberg in the ocean. I would go to church and pray with my mom. Dad drives us to Novenas to recite the usual sounds, the sounds of prayer with friends and family, being voluntold to lead one of the mysteries. The motions would flow, but little did I know that this is just the preview to the real show. So the time had come to go through confirmation, and I learned more about God from session to session. Leaders would show compassion and dedication. Then I took my very first step into adoration. And in this place, everyone faded away and just left Jesus and I here. In this place, I felt the walls fade and disappear. In this space, God removed all of my fears. In this space, I broke down and let out all my tears. Retreat was when my faith turned around. That's when God flipped my life right side up from upside down. But the journey doesn't end. It's only the beginning. Weeks after the retreat high, reality reminds me of sinning. Every now and then I feel my whole world spinning because the devil was and will try to keep me from winning. Time flies faster even when we sit still. It gets difficult to differ what's fake from what's real. Pressures keep rising and it gets hard to deal. Hard to deal, making it hard to feel. To feel the emotions all pent up inside. Pent up to the point where I want to run and hide. Hide from the pain 
and fight to strive. Strive for the light just so I can survive. With all of life passing, I remind myself that I need to slow down because I'm the prodigal son that has been found. Remind myself God is always around, lifting the weight off my chest pound by pound. Remind myself to slow down and sing, beautiful Lord. And because of that beautiful chord, I remind myself that it is him I adore. Shows us the beauty no one can afford. Remind myself to put myself in the spirit of surrender. That I was made for greatness and that's the door that I'll enter. That God chose me to be a recruiter of souls. That I would be the patch to those whose faith has holes. The source of love is our God and Savior. For the truth, I won't apologize for my behavior. Living my life through my life verse that has pulled me through the worst to remind myself the truth and that first things first. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, the ultimate sacrifice to save me through the lows and the highs he guides me, the one real truth, no lies. He protects me, loves me unconditionally. I need to remind myself more of him and less of me. To fight all of the spiritual warfare Jesus is waiting at the door, and and he is waiting for us right there. Our faith has made us modern-day disciples. Our faith is our ammo, and we are the rifles. And we can't stop spreading our faith to others. We won't stop looking out for our sisters and our brothers. These are the words of one who's a little bit broken. I pray that you hear God's word through what I have spoken. Can I just say, um, <clears throat> sorry that there was a little bit of a pause. Um, Kevin and I are both <laughs> crying. <keep> crying. <laughs> For those that, if it wasn't clear, Elgin reference every one of our podcasts. Every one of our podcasts, the every titles, title, things that we've said in them. The messages that were drawn from them. I, I like didn't I expect <laughs> that at all. No, I didn't either. I'm like trying to keep it together. Um Oh, thank you brother. so much. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you guys. You guys like inspire us so much. Like the that's like you guys are an inspiration for us. Like hands down. We're both getting emotional because something that we don't really share is that it's been difficult at times because the spiritual warfare that we have faced has been so trying and the struggles have been so real and to be completely honest, there have been times where we've felt like giving up. Yeah. A lot of doubt, a lot of is, there, is this even doing something? Is this even resonating with anyone? Um, why bother do this? Just hearing the words of affirmation in that way, I don't know. I just, it just, it feels, it feels like it's so from Christ. And like, it was our primo moment. I think. Oh my gosh. Mm. I think that served as a primo moment for me. Oh, dude. Anyways. Thank uh, you so much. Thank you guys so much. So if anyone wants to, find you guys or see more of your guys's ministry um where can they where can they go? plug into your socials yeah yeah so saint lawrence confirmation has an instagram our leader danielle shout out to danielle has volunteered to head that so you can follow that at sl confo that's c-o-n-f-o yeah nice <laughs> awesome so okay. if you guys want to get plugged into the ministry follow them on instagram at sl confo yeah 
Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to, to church. church. Bye. Um, guys? You're still here? Oh, oh you guys are still... Oh, the, the listeners are still here. Okay, whoa, well, this is getting a little awkward now. Go to church. Okay. Bye.